Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. This is our 100th episode, so we thought we'd do a big movie, and for a big movie, we need a big cast. Is that right, buddy? It is, because when you asked me, hey, our 100th's coming up, what should we do? My response was, I guess whatever's coming out that weekend, <laughs> and you were like, you're dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, But it, you, you were the one who decided what we should watch, surprisingly. Yeah, <laughs> treasured film for one of us. I thought it was in keeping with the spirit of the show, just if the show was subtitled, it'd be like, we watched a thing, colon, shit Billy loves that Topher doesn't. <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Rewatching this, this is still such a fucking good movie. Well, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> we are joined by, who's over there in that corner? It's Beth. Hey, Beth. How you doing? Good, mate. How you doing? Good. And we've also got some guests on the line. We've got our good mate, Sam, from Movie Reviews in 20 Qs over in New Zealand. How you doing, Sam? I am doing great. I am incredibly excited to be on your 100th episode. I thought you guys were trying to raise the IQ of your show, but you've already got Biff on here, so maybe not. But uh, yeah, very excited to be here. Uh, I say that, but kind of a little annoyed because I typically when I guest on other shows, I get to make up stories about my wife, but she listens to this one, so I'm going to have to... Have to keep it pretty cool, I think. God damn it. Uh, Sam, what is Smoothie Reviews and 20 Qs about for those that don't know? Movie Reviews and 20 Qs is a show in which we review a movie by asking 19 questions about it. Like, <laughs> but rather than ask what sort of the deep themes or motivations of these characters or any of that sort of stuff, we're more like uh, wondering what flavour pizza it is or what quote from the film would be the worst to hear after sex or how would you put Nicolas Cage into that movie. We, we sort of ask a little bit more different things about it. And what a movie to pick for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really hope that at least somebody else during this record likes this movie because it is one of my favourites and I don't want to cry again during the record because no one liked the movie. I'm hoping that our next guest is going to like this movie. Another great friend of ours, Hannah from Boozy Movies, which we love. How are you doing, Hannah? I'm great, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, sorry, Julia couldn't make it. This is also like double whammy because this is Julia's favorite movie ever made. So um, she is. She wanted me to tell you she's sorry, but not sorry. She's sitting in a hot tub in Canada. Oh, someone's got to do it. <laughs> I know. Whatever. It's fine. And Boozy Movies, does it just do what it says on the label? Yeah, that's literally it. That's all I have for you. But if you want me to actually give you the uh, elevator pitch that I was forced to give my entire sales team the other day because someone spilled the beans that I had a podcast, so I had to do this in front of like 45 people. It was not only was it told to everybody, but they then played uh, a good five minutes of it. And it was pretty trash. And I was doing a Robin Williams impression and it was less than <laughs> great. So that's my nightmare. But yes, Boozy Movies is movie reviews with a little booze. Each week we pick one film, we pair it with a cocktail and we get a little sloshed and talk about it. One of the things you do on your show, Hannah, is that you do pair movies with drinks, which you've Correct. very graciously done for us, have you not? I did do that. Do you feel so special? <laughs> We really do. I'm a white male. I always feel special, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> All right. Well, given that we're a little basic and that uh, this was the only cocktail that made sense, tonight's cocktail for the movie we're talking about is the Iceberg Margarita. Um, what is that? 
How do you make it? Great question, everybody. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> six ounces of light beer, two ounces tequila, one ounce triple sec, one and a half ounces fresh squeezed lime juice, half an ounce of orange juice, half a cup of ice, and one ounce of simple syrup. And then get that rim seasoned with some tahine and you're good to crash and burn into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> If I wasn't still very much feeling last night's drinks, I'd, I'd have one in front of me right now. <laughs> Billy was reading a uh, Google fact last night about a guy who was a baker uh, on the actual Titanic who survived because he was so drunk it kept his blood warm uh, and meant he was able to survive longer than other people. So you're onto something. Yeah, that's how you oh do it. Get in. Science, bitches. That must have been my ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Billy, tell us about Titanic. Oh, I, I could talk for hours, okay. and I intend to. <laughs> All right, just <laughs> give us the first the line of the, of the um, Wikipedia, like the I Wikipedia usually do. Then. <laughs> Titanic is a 1997 American epic romance and disaster film directed, written, produced, and edited by James Cameron, a fictionalised account of the sinking of RMS Titanic. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, and Billy Zane. I want to know whether this is the first time everyone has seen it other than Billy as an adult. Yes. Yes, this is the first time I've seen Titanic since 1997. Seriously? Yeah. You've been missing out for like 20 years, man. <laughs> for me, you guys, it's been 84 years <laughs> since I've seen this movie. In all seriousness, Hannah, were you born in 97? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was six years old. This was my sister's favorite movie, and she forced me to always be Molly Brown, and I would <laughs> sit at our table, our bar top, and she would slide me a glass of Dr. Pepper, and I would have to sip it and say something sassy. Molly Brown is probably best on ground in the film. For She's sure. my favorite character. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Paxton, meanwhile, like he'd 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 just been in True Lies with James Cameron, and. Watching it again this time, I was like, is he playing the brother of his character from True Lies? He Ooh. is a smarmy little oh, flog. Yeah, I'll see who he is worst. playing. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can totally dig that, man. I actually watched two, True Lies about two weeks ago, and he absolutely is a replica of that character. Both absolute dickheads. Does he also have frosted <laughs> tips in True Lies? Establishing the 90s? <laughs> We've got a frosted tips defender in this room. <laughs> Mate, frosted tips were awesome back in the day. Stop mocking them. They were always the worst. I had them for the years. <laughs> As an adult, I watched it and was much more cynical about the intentions of those guys. I think when I, my memory of it was that they were sort of scientists at the it was frontier. About discovery. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But, but they're, they're basically pirates. I mean, with some yeah. cool gadgets. Yeah. And then they find a drawn picture of a teenage girl <laughs> and- And broadcast it on TV. <laughs> Never trust anyone named Brock. Uh, well, and they're also sort of grabbing at it. You know, the, the scientist is sort of trying to uh, um, spray it off. Exactly. Probably do some kind of um, maintenance and restoration. And Paxton's like, get out of the way. Show it, show it, show it. <laughs> um, and trying to establish whether or not the, the gem is being worn by her in the picture. Um, i got to say, he he's kind of just a piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
That being said, I kind of found the old lady a bit of a piece of shit at the start of the movie as well. Like, she calls up them and is like, oh, hey, have you found that gym yet? You know where it is, lady. You're just trolling them. That's <laughs> true. I know. That's the kind of phone call that the Joker would make to Batman, like yeah. calling him to taunt him. Like, hey, <laughs> Ken, how about that gym? <laughs> She's got to make him work for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I was really glad at the end when she dropped it over because I was like, suck it, Paxton. You're the yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And when he's like, do you know who this is in the, the picture? And she's like, bitch, that was me. Purr, purr, purr. <laughs> like right from the beginning, <laughs> setting the tone. It's like she knew she was on the way out and she was like, fuck it, I'm going to make everyone's lives miserable before I die. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and my he- memory from the 90s was that that was a kind of conflicting moment for me in the audience. And this time around, I was like, yeah, drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My memory from the 90s, and I don't really want to talk about this, but screw it, I will, is like, I went and saw this film when I was 14 years old, and when you were 14 years old in the 90s, getting your hands on porn or seeing naked woman was like something else. So halfway into this movie, you know, we get the picture drawing scene, and I'm sitting there like, this is amazing, this is great. Meanwhile, right beside me is my mum. Me and my mum went to the movies to see this. And that's why I've never seen it, was this awkward PTSD moment of like, oh, that's uncomfortable direction. I hate this movie. It's interesting you mentioned PTSD, though, because this is something that came up for me last night. Sorry, not my personal experience of PTSD, but they, you know... I, it was drawn into much sharper focus watching it as a grown-up, how distressing and disturbing this event was and, and how it would go on to live very significantly in the minds of the people who experienced it. And what they've done to her is bring her back onto yes. a boat <laughs> into the middle of the water where the ship went down <laughs> to force her to relive in graphic detail the events of what happened. And I just That was feel my like- first note. <laughs> what are you doing to this woman? Uh, yeah, hey, I, I know where the gym is. Okay, we're going to fly an 101-year-old woman on a helicopter out to a boat in the middle of the Atlantic. Okay, sweet ass, who cares? She'll probably die. No, don't worry about that. Let's do it. Oh, like I know it was the 90s, but did we have Skype in the 90s? Like There must have been something. Phones existed, for sure. Again, on Rose, does anyone else feel that a young English white person doesn't really... You know, maybe they shouldn't be saying I felt like like on a slave ship, like I was <laughs> chained up on a slave ship. Yeah, yeah. did you? Absolutely. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, because there were slave ships that went to America, and this wasn't one of them, bro. I don't think they had the same service you did. No, no. My second note: slave sh- <laughs> question mark slave ship question mark really question mark. Yeah. Here's a question. So this movie obviously especially at the time, was insanely long, like three hours, 14 minutes. Do you guys think that the movie would work better or worse without that whole framing device with Bill Paxton? I've One of my notes is this needs a fan edit. You reckon? Which you know yeah. that I'm very keen on. I've done it for Star Wars. I've done it for The Hobbit. Yep. And I would do it for this. See, I would fuck that framing device right off. Nah, man, this movie just flies by. Oh. Like, this doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. <laughs> Think about, no, seriously, think about this. This movie is over half an hour longer than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which one felt longer? This one. No way. (laughs) Absolutely this way. There was a a point there where me and Stacey, my partner who's on podcast sometimes, we sat there and we were watching it and we paused it and it was at one hour 15 or something and I was like, in a romantic comedy by now, they would have gone through that (laughs) awkward breakup point and they'll be trying to get back together by now. 
The framing device is unnecessary. Speaking of frames, why do they get out the paintings? Is it just so they can say, I've got a Picasso? Like, why would you unpack paintings that have been specifically packed for your journey to America? She explains that as an old woman when she does the same thing with her photo frame. She says, I take them with with me everywhere. And, And in fact, right after she says that is when we cut to them on the boat and she unpacks them all. Why would you take them everywhere? Well, because that's her, man. Rose doing Rose. Yeah. It was a bit of sort of lazy James Cameron writing as well because he then went on to use the same joke of like, oh, is that a Monet? You know, sort of later on. But yeah. the, the, the same joke repeated was, I don't know if you've heard of Sigmund Freud, but he has some interesting things to say about power. And it was like, oh, yeah, name drop people from the <laughs> early 1900s. Yeah. How many times do they reference the passenger whose last name is Guggenheim? Is it fair to call it lazy James Cameron writing when most James Cameron writing is like that? Like, I love this movie, but he's not great at dialogue. The dialogue, I think, is one of the worst parts. As uh, Watching it as a grown-up, it is sloppy as hell. I think that's the only bad part, though. (laughs) We'll come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing on the... um the outstanding banter in Avatar, is it? <laughs> yeah. At, at one point, at one point, Jack says to Rose, "I see." I you. see you. <laughs> yes. He's reused Jack, that when they first meet. Jack goes Navi on her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see you, man. <laughs> sort of touching back on what we talked about was, you know, okay, they fly out to the the scene of where the crash is, but then that dude shows her a computer simulation of how the boat went down. There is some grade A mansplaining in this movie, I swear to God. So, okay, the framing, in fact, the framing device at the beginning is just littered with it. Um, uh, Some more examples through the lens of Young Rose include when, um, is it Mr Andrews? Who's the one who sort of designed the boat? Uh, Mm -hmm. After it has hit the iceberg and she's sort of saying to him, what is going to happen? And he says, "Um, remember what I told you about the boat, Rose? I was like. Bitch, what? She was the one who came to you and said, mate, I've done the maths and it doesn't add up. <laughs> but please, Andrews, go on to explain to her uh, that there's not enough boats um, and reiterate to her the point she made to you in the first place. Andrews is maybe my favourite performance in the film. I like his like quiet, understated. Good. And King Theoden. I yeah. mean, the captain. <laughs> Who's Whoever he is. Not great at his job. No. You wouldn't say? (laughs) No. And didn't his family, like, try and sue James Cameron because they made him look like a complete inept idiot? And James Cameron was like, well, in fairness. This is what happened. (laughs) The boat boat crashed. (laughs) You know, I was was reading last night, right? The boat was only going 0.5 knots below max speed when it hit the iceberg. And they'd received six warnings about icebergs. From the time they saw the iceberg to the time they hit, 30 seconds. Like, that's messed up. Do you know, fun fact, if the Titanic had just hit the iceberg front, front on, on yeah. it would have survived. We haven't talked about my boyfriend yet. Uh, Leo, <laughs> the most Leo's, handsome man on the planet. Oh, yes. God, Leo's not too fond of this performance. And really? I'm, I'm with him. That's nuts. This, this is-, is going back to when we all just thought he was a pretty face. And before he then was like, no, watch watch what I can do. Although this was after Gilbert Grape, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, do, I, I don't rate Leo's performance in this Kidding, film. Look at that hair. Look at those eyes. Oh, <laughs> the sweep the is the amazing. The hair falls over his eyes when he's doing the drawing. Whew. Yeah. Hannah, did you have photos of him in your, uh, sorry, posters? Posters. I haven't engaged in any stalking of Leo. <laughs> <laughs> did you have posters of him in your room when you were younger? 
I didn't. I was more of an Orlando Bloom, which was a big mistake on my part. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> but um, no, yes, we definitely had the uh, what was what was on the actual uh, film, like yes. when you'd rent it. It was that poster, the movie poster. Yep. Oh man, my my walls were side to side. I, I'm 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 quite sure at one point this is no word of a lie. I started sticking them on the roof because there was two like my walls. My half of the room that I shared with my sister was so um, littered with posters that there was no room. So I had to start putting them so I would look at them as I slept. I would look at Leo's face looking down at me, and it was glorious, and I regret nothing. <laughs> Adorable. I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> Plop. Go to sleep in. <laughs> I do think one thing that's interesting about the movie is that is how much they focus on Leo's like eyes while he's drawing, and then they pan to his hands. And apparently, it's actually James Cameron's hands. And I 100% guarantee that when he was filming this, he was like, "These are going to be my hands," because he wanted so badly for people to be like, "Wow, what a great artist!" And then he <laughs> yes. would dive in and be like, "Those are at fun." Fact. Look at <laughs> also, I made Avatar. Did I tell you I did Avatar? <laughs> no, knowing that little tidbit, I was really looking at the hands this time around, and it's like, oh yeah, those are those are not the hands of a of a twenty year old Leo. No, yeah. <laughs> you creepy old fuck, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. So, how old do you think Leo is supposed to be in the movie? Because Kay Winslet's meant to be seventeen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in, and he's been in. Around Paris for a while. Yeah. So he's, oh, he could be mid-twenties. He could he be. He spent a year painting people in Los Angeles, and then yeah. before that he was working up in Seattle or something. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon, yeah, early to mid-twenties. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, just going back to hands, my favorite line out of the movie by far was when she sort of accuses him of having a love affair with a prostitute, and he yes! replies, no, no, just with her hands. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. hand jobs are a thing, Leo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's still a sexual also, act, You want Leo. to admit to. <laughs> yeah. I was also thought that was a bit discriminatory. She's sort of like, you had a love affair with her, and he's like, no, she's a one-legged prostitute. Yeah. I was like, fuck, mate, Who everyone deserves love. love. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like what if he Yeah, what if he did? Of course. I'm allowed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but also, you know, okay, she has one leg. Next. <laughs> that doesn't preclude her from him having an affair with her. Yeah, you're engaged to Captain Douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, isn't, exactly. Isn't Billy Zane, uh, like, I'm, I, he is a bit Our like- Our greatest his, export, yes. Ugh, his character is so two-dimensional in this movie. Oh, it's full I mean, pantomime. There is, no, there is no tone. There is no, you know, there's no nuance to him. Uh, he's just a grade A dick. I mean, I know people like that, but I was going to say I don't think it's two dimensional, really. Like, really? I think one. there are definitely people <laughs> like that. Yeah, I was about to say there's fully more one more dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are plenty of people like that who who are literally just driven by anger and jealousy their whole lives. Billy. <laughs> you know, Billy was trying to um, last night. I was like, "God, Zane's actions right now are just so outrageous. I don't believe them." Billy was like, "Nah, I totally get it." <laughs> Billy's projecting. And I moved further away on the couch. No, like towards the end when he could have hopped on a lifeboat, but instead he chases after Rose with the gun. Beth is like, "He wouldn't do this. He could be saving himself." I'm like, "Sure, he would. He just doesn't like losing." Like, it's not even about winning. He just doesn't want to lose. Well, he's going to lose his life if yeah, he keeps I, yeah, following her Yeah, that's not there. as important to him as, as like, losing 
Well, that is silly. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like because yeah, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything else Billy Zane can do with the character other than be this yeah. genuine pantomime villain. Yeah. And I think he probably enjoyed the shit out of playing whatever the guy's name is. I like because he really does just go full into it. He's yeah. so over the top, unbelie- unbelievable that I actually this time around I kind of enjoyed watching it. <laughs> I've got to say, though, like, he's not the only villain in this movie. It seems like everyone is a villain. Like, the only one that is nice and relatable is the bloody Italian guy, and he gets a short shift. They just get rid of him as quickly as possible. Oh, he, he wouldn't survive my fan edit of this film. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. useless. <laughs> just the bit where the part of the ship, like, lands on him after he's tried to save a whole <laughs> no. bunch of people. Oh, that's rough. That's brutal. I remember as a kid, I thought he was in this a lot more, but watching back last night, he's he maybe has like three lines. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, thank you for getting me on the ship. Sweet, bro, I'm yeah. off to go lay that red-headed chick. What? Yeah. Okay, what? <laughs> it's just because it's so jarring to hear like, yeah, exactly, like a Mario accent. Because yes. everyone's yes. like, oh, I'm so regal. And like, oh, I'm just a poor man. And then it's like, oh, but da da Spicy meatball. And Cameron, you know, Cameron really captures the subtlety of the lower <laughs> class as well, where, yo, well, you know, we don't have money, but we've got each other. Yeah. And that's enough for us. We're all Irish and <laughs> Irish Italian. <cheeks>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're Irish and we like to drink and dance. Yeah. <laughs> Main villain of the film, though, is surely Rose's mum. What a piece of work. Yeah, see, yeah. but that is great acting, man. Like, her fucking eyes. I believe you that she Gilly's is evil. Right <laughs> and also, like... This time around, I was like, wow, there's some serious latent sexual feelings between Rose's fiance and Rose's mum. The mum, yeah. for sure. Creepy. Yes, yes. What do you guys think? Do you guys think this movie would have been as good if they would have cast the original person they wanted to for Jack, which was Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I did not know that. Oh my God. <laughs> was that would be was he. He wasn't a name at this time. No, was he? surely not. Wow. Days and confused. When did that come out? Ninety four. Oh yeah. I'm just imagining the draw me like one of your French girls. All right, all right, all right, all right, Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I am the king of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's great about that scene? And it's not that line. Um, <laughs> is that when when the camera like pulls back into a wide shot of the ship. One of the wires is going straight through, through Leo's shoulder. Arm. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, because for its time, of course, the CG on this film was it very, was mind blowing. It was incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a massive leap forward. And now, twenty odd years on, it's like woof. I got to say though, think about it. This is like twenty two years later now, and it still does hold up. Like, it doesn't yeah, hold up, Billy. No, like there are some some no. glitchy things. <laughs> But it still looks pretty damn good. I think it's still, like, some of the shots, I think, look really good. There was one last night where I I was like, this shot is a beautiful shot. Yes, it does look now like a toy boat in a bath. But (laughs) but it still looked beautiful on the screen. The entire craft of filmmaking on this movie, I don't think there's ever been a better score. I knew it. How many times have oh. you said that on this show? Nah. I did. I for last night watching you with Billy and I was like, this is going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Billy Bingo, he is going to say this is the best score of all time. No, it's so it is. wet. Nah, you're playing, because we you watched what? the thing bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, po- stop, stop the podcast. I didn't get round to this and I'm sorry because during the week, unbeknownst to Billy, 
I was drafting Billy Bingo to send out to everybody so that you could check off such things as you don't feel the runtime. As they don't make movies, they don't make romances like this anymore. Well, they don't, guys. I'm so sorry I didn't get round. Next time, for the 200th, maybe. Billy Bingo is coming, people. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, the score. I love this score. I do. Thanks, I, Hannah. I do. Come on to my defense. <laughs> but could any was anyone really resenting it when after they watched it they couldn't get to sleep because my heart will go on was on goddamn loop in their head? Yeah. I think I actually yeah. intentionally listened to music specifically so that wouldn't happen. Oh, it was brutal. Because Beth and I, our older sister had the C D and um and it got some spins. Yeah, and who house. shared a room like, with her at the time? Holy eh? shit. Mm. I mean, I I doubt there was more than I reckon over 50% of houses in the world at that point in time would have had that CD. <laughs> <laughs> Even houses without a CD player would have had that CD. <laughs> Just to stare into Leo's eyes yeah. on the front cover. <laughs> Potentially fun fact that I read somewhere, didn't Celine Dion and both her and James Cameron both thought the song was absolutely stupid and didn't want to record it. And then they're like, oh, we'll just have one go at it. And that the recording, you know, the, the song is basically her first and only recording of it. Yeah. Cameron didn't want a song for the film. Mm-hmm. And Horner calls up Celine Dion and was like, record this for me. And yeah, it is just, it's the demo. There's only one recording. Wow. And then he slotted it in and said to Cameron, what do you think? And Cameron was like, yep, that'll be another Oscar. Jeez. Let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, eh? <laughs> Although- they have now changed the rules, haven't they? So best original song mm. can't only play in the credits. Yeah. Which I feel like I don't think that should be an Oscar, but if it's going to be, then mm-hmm. that's the right move. Yeah. yeah. Like when, when casting and stunts are not getting Oscar, but the song in the credits is, there's something wrong. Does anyone know what it won over? Like what else was nominated that oh. year? I don't think anyone else bothered nominating. <laughs> 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 well, this did, it was, was it 11 nominations or 11 wins? It won 11. So that's great. Because, you know, LA Confidential was. <laughs> don't get, no, I can't. I can't. Don't <laughs> Too early. Hey. Too early, Tove. I'm on the same bandwagon, bro. I'll be back, man. I'll be back. <laughs> hey, that means the link is the captain, King Thaden. Yeah. Uh, oh, for- the link between two of them. I was three. like. King Theoden was in LA Confidential. <laughs> My mind is blown. Okay, guys, I just did some digging, and I've got to say the nominees were pretty good. So the nominees for Best Original Song 1997 were Titanic, My Heart Will Go On, Anastasia, Journey to the Past, Con Air, How Do I Live, Goodwill Hunting, Miss Misery, and Hercules, Go the Distance. <gasps> Go the Distance is they brilliant. They are all such damn good nominations. Oh, that is, those are bangers. As far as that terrible category goes, that is a banging year. <laughs> that seriously yeah. is. Miss Misery? Like, fuck, Elliot Smith was like, great. I have a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's even more sad now because of yeah, the Elliot he'll Smith of get it an all. Oscar because he's all dead and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That is where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't seen Hercules, but even I know that song. That song. Is, yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I know haven't the song. Haven't you? And it's terrific. Dude, Hercules is an underrated Disney is that your one of That's one of your favorites, isn't it, Hannah? Oh, yeah. Top. Top. Can we talk about how ugly the heart of the ocean is for a second? (laughs) That is the ugliest freaking necklace I have ever. I would never wear that shit, no matter how many carats it is. It is a big ass. Like, that is giant. I've I've seen the Hope Diamond, and I I was really like, eh. (laughs) <laughs> I think as far as big diamonds go, yeah, it's it's pretty on par, i.e. pretty awful, 
pretty ugly uh, and wouldn't be caught dead in it. <laughs> also, yeah. you'd just feel like a massive asshole, wouldn't you? Throwing that <laughs> and thing you out. would be caught dead in it because it would anchor you to the bottom of the fucking <laughs> <Correct>. ocean. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing was Billy was mentioning last night was how how convincing he finds this romance to be. How did ever? How does everyone else feel about that? Please. Oh come on! No, no. <laughs> hang on. You're kind of mincing my words. What I said was, as far as like believable romances in short time spans, like this is like two, three days, and yet I feel like mm. they have such good chemistry together that I honestly believe it. And because of their characters too, because she just hates her life and uh, like I she's really- on a slave ship. She is on a slave ship. We know that. I really do believe the romance. But to, which with- to, to what degree do you think it's about Kate and Leo? And what degree do you think it's about Rose and Jack? I, th- I think it's a good, healthy mix of both. Mm. Like, honestly, if these two were on The Bachelor, I would believe they'd stay together for at least Speaking a month. Speaking of which, does show. everyone secretly wish that Leo and Kate will end up together one yes, day? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Just come on, guys. She's past her Leo date, though. She's well expired. He only dates people like under. <laughs> That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That's true. The old Rose basically does look like what Kate Winslet is considered now as a you know plus forty woman in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only reason I buy the romance at all is that, well, one of them looks like Leonardo DiCaprio and one looks like Kate Winslet. And, well, yes. you you would want it. <laughs> yes. <Of course>. <laughs> as far <laughs> as the characters go, I'm like. Yeah, nah. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get off it. <laughs> I mean, she is, you know, he describes her at one point and she is this sort of spoilt, irritating. Though, I mean, those things are true. She's also, she's quite sassy, which I like. Um, She does sort of get, I think, quite a learned helplessness around Leo in the end, which is not great. Um, As we most recently saw in Hobbs and Shaw, the, <laughs> the trope lives on. Um, <clears throat> But but she is, she is a bit of a pest. Um, if she weren't, if she didn't look the way Kate Winslet looks, there's no reason for him to fall in love with her. No way. Yeah, she's no one leg. On the basis of what he knows. (laughs) (laughs) How sweaty do those two get? I also sweaty. So sweaty. That's like if it was Billy and me. (laughs) (laughs) We are sweaters. (laughs) We are sweaters. I mean, the good thing about that part of the film is that it's getting us close to some actual good stuff, and that is (laughs) the staging of the sinking of the Titanic. Which is incredible. Which is incredible. Yeah. For me, the only actual drama of this film, and I think it is really good, is around the lifeboats. Mm -hmm. I give Cameron a mass, like a genuine dramatic tick for too many people trying to get into not enough lifeboats. That's and also, point. you know, them them locking the third class people, you know, downstairs. Like, there, there's a lot of dramatic. I agreed with that as well. Scenes. Oh yeah, I know. You're you're all for locking lower class people up. <laughs> 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 no, I'm with you there, Topher. For me, the first, like, I'm torn on this movie because for the first half of it, I was just like, oh, this is just cringy, and the dialogue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the second half, when he ramps it up, and like the actual accident starts happening. Man, like the last hour and a half is just exhilarating. Like James Cameron knows how to do action well. That's the thing. This is a real feat of filmmaking, I think, because apart from anything, no matter how many times you've seen this movie and the fact that this is based on a true story and we all know what happened and you still feel tension during that final hour. Wait, this is based on a true story. (laughs) (laughs) What? I, that's another thing that watching it as a as an adult this time around in that I really felt, I think as a teenager I was, I don't know if I was just 
totally devoid of compassion and emotion, but I don't think it really affected me. But watching it as a grown-up, I felt really... I felt really, really sad watching it. There were points I had to close my eyes quite legitimately when it when the sort of the thing breaks off and the, the back end of it comes crashing down against the water. Um, I literally had my hands over my eyes because I felt it was too distressing. And thinking about the people, you know, watching the people look back who were already on the lifeboats and look at what was happening to the people still on there was just bleak as fuck. I've got to hand it to it as well, like, emotionally it got me on board too with is that shot of the old couple and they're just lying in the bed hugging each Aww. other and i was Ugh, like yeah oh that's sweet that's really sweet but then the next shot where it's the mother reading the kids mm-hmm. their book yeah and she and then like i was talking about it with stacy i was like oh you know she's like oh, it's so sweet she's putting them to sleep i was like yeah but they're gonna wake up as soon as the water hits their feet and they're gonna be terrified on the way out like at least try and get them out of there that is both john connor's foster yes, mum from terminator is. 2 and she is also vasquez in aliens yes. Yes, Holy yes. shit. I can see her in my mind. In a bit of casting, which would like- not go uncommented on now. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Wolfie's fine. While she's like, while she's stabbing the dude, like stabbing the real one I for the eye. I wanted to say, when she was reading to the kids, I turned to my other half and I was like, yeah. Wolfie's fine. Yeah, Wolfie's fine. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> yeah, that, that scene is crying checkpoint one for me in the film. <laughs> That's the first time I cry. Ah. <laughs> Ah, Billy yeah. crying. That must be on the bingo. That, <laughs> that was absolutely on one. Billy Bingo. <laughs> this part always shocks me with that you see the, and it's a great shot for cinematic reasons, but the captain is sitting still in the <laughs> room with the, the wheel and he's watching the water come in. Like, dude, you are driving this ship. <laughs> you should know that the water is coming towards you. Instead, you just let all the glass break and you're like, this is this is fine. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> what? I, I I think about it in more romantic terms. I think I kind of think he's like moving to be at the helm, like he's moving to hold the yeah. the wheel and kind of that that moment like got me this time. I got to say, helming the ship as it goes down. Admittedly, <laughs> he's done a bad job. You've Good done job, that. Buddy. <laughs> Now, it is a. I just want to get people's thoughts on this, although I suspect that everyone's going to be in furious agreement. Bit of room left over on that raft, Rose. No, no. I'm sick of this debate, guys. I'm so sick of this. It's not about fitting, it's about buoyancy. And what they discovered is that if they'd had an extra life jacket, it would have been able to float. But with only her having a life jacket and him not, there's no way they could have both got on there and kept afloat. I don't know. Well, she could have given it a try. I don't no, think he did try. Watch it again. He tries. He sees it nearly capsized and he makes try. a decision at he that point. He gives it one try. And they're both getting on from the same side and they're both doing it. Why don't they also try it vertically? Sorry, horizontally. As because then their legs would be in the water and they get chilly. Oh. <laughs> I'd rather some chilly legs than, like, you know, death. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like sometimes even when my dog jumps on my recliner, he like weighs it down. And to be honest, if somebody tried it, be like, dude, I am trying to live. But also I feel like it's got to be that tie back, right? To when he saves her the initial time and he's like, don't let go. And then it's the opposite effect at the end. So uh, what can you do? They're not both going to live. One of my pet hates in films is when someone is hanging off something that they're clearly not going to fall off. I was just like, why do we need this scene? Rose is not going to fall into the ocean. Fan edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of fan edits, I do feel like 
like Jack and Rose find themselves in back down, you know, in the depths of the ship too many times. It happens too much that they're going yes. back down there. Cut at least one of them out. They're running around those bloody corridors for half an hour. Get get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, where Billy Zane chases them down with a gun down the stairs. Yep, that does go on too long. Because what I like is people dying up top. <laughs> I sure. I don't need to be with them for as long You're as only human. Are. Oh, man, you guys are heartless. That stuff down there is some of my favourite. They're know, that, just ja- running. That was real freezing water. James Cameron apparently was a total dick, and he actually made them wade through freezing water so they would be actually cold. Oh, that's James Cameron. <laughs> yeah. It would depend on the director how I respond to that. If it was Kubrick, I'd be like, yeah, he's, you know, he's a master. He's about the truth. Good on you, Kubrick. When it's Cameron, I'm like, you're a knob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Same. <laughs> So are we all surprised that Kate has agreed to work with Cameron again? Because at that time, Cameron did nickname her Kate Ways a lot. Uh, she also said, I think afterwards, it would take a lot of money for her to ever work with him again. I'm pretty sure she did catch hypothermia mm-hmm. during shooting. So I'm guessing that there must be a lot of money involved. I guess. They must have backed yep. the truck up. Yeah. Just go and marry Leo and live happily ever after. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's why Leo only dates these young. He's still hung up on Kate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now she's divorced Sam Mendes and divorced Ned Rock and Roll and whoever else. Come on, guys. Just get it together. I'm like Chandler in that episode of Friends. I just don't know why they can't work it out. <laughs> you know, we were talking about the painting part and all that other stuff, and she was sitting there, and the whole movie is told through her eyes and her recollection that she's telling to these people, and she starts going on about the painting and stuff, and then they're all like, Oh, did you? And she's like, yeah, it was the most erotic moment of my life, but no, I didn't. I didn't, you know, sleep with him like you're thinking. And then immediately the scene that follows that is a story about her banging that dude in the car. (laughs) No way did I have sex. But let me tell you about the time he thrashed me in this car, okay? Okay, wait for it. No, we found this car and firstly he said to me, are you nervous? And I was like, nervous about what? (laughs) Would you care to explain it to me, Jack? I'm nervous now. (laughs) That's like a serial killer type thing. Can you imagine someone just grabbing you from behind and going, are you nervous? (laughs) One of the things that struck me about just thinking about the the box, this was, of course, the biggest film ever at the time by... White away, like not only the first film across a billion, but left a billion way back in the review mirror. But it's like the opposite of how films do it now. Like an MCU film comes out, it makes half its money in its first weekend. Whereas this, something I like about, like, even though I don't love the film, I do like the fact that it was this slow burn thing where more and more people had to start seeing it and people revisited it and it yeah. just lived on and on and on to the point that. When it was released on VHS, it was still on at yeah. the movies. Cameron just has, like, mm. he has this gift of being able to tap into something. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't this actually start making more money three or four weeks after its release than it did in its opening weekend? It did, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hannah, do you have any sense of whether or not this movie lives on in the American psyche? <sighs> Ooh, such a bold question. <laughs> such a broad question. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. I do feel like it. They re-released it in IMAX not that long ago. I think it was the 20th anniversary of that. I don't know if they did that everywhere, but it's still a big thing here. I mean, people love themselves some Titanic. And I think that Leo is like our pride and joy. Like he's one of like, he finally got a freaking Oscar. He did it. We did it, America. (laughs) So I feel like anything with him and Kate 
is is gonna live forever yeah. um whether I mean, or not we like that single-handedly saving the amazon as we know <laughs> and he does end up very very sadly dead in fact how he he dies a lot a in lot movies. yes he does holy shit Someone should do Why the math on which actor has the biggest death count. Well, it's got to be Sean Bean, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before before we move on to like wrapping up the show, I have trivia. Ooh, Ooh. fun! I have Titanic trivia. Oh, Billy was like spent three hours googling this movie last night, so All I right, feel like so he's going to wipe. What Beth we is saying us. that if Billy doesn't win, he's a failure. <laughs> Um, just before we can get into that, can I just uh, quickly point out that Sean Bean has died a total of 25 times in movies and TV shows. Wow. However, John Hurt has died 43 times. Ooh. Wow. Christopher Lee has died 70 times. <laughs> wow. I suppose if you're, yeah. IRL. if you're always the bad guy, then that is going to happen. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. True. That's <laughs> true. Whoa. Cool. Okay. Now, this is not going to be like buzz in because- that's going to be too hard. We're in too many countries. It's not going to work. So everyone's just got to tally your score, and I'm going to go around the, the room. First question is for you, Hannah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> the, big old, the big old tank that they filmed in, what country was that in? <sighs> Why would I know that? <laughs> so that you'd get a point. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Um... Okay, well, I'm in the Northern go. Hemisphere. Not helpful. Us Americans <laughs> don't know geography. Uh, what about Europe? Is that too broad? Famously not a country, and also it's Mexico. <laughs> oh, did you say country? Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. Maybe that's on me. Either way, no points. Um, Sam, you're next. Cool. True or false? Titanic is the first James Cameron film to not at least mention nuclear weapons. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go false. It's true. Really? Even like The Abyss? I didn't come up with this question. I saw it somewhere, so I take no responsibility (laughs) for its accuracy. (laughs) Can I also just point out, just to give a shout out to Hannah, that she had, you know, close to 200 options to choose from and Sam had two. So just, I'm with you, Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, justice for Hannah. Yeah. (laughs) You get, it's all right. You get more than one question. It'll even out. Okay, sure. Uh, Your first question, Beth. How many times does Kate Winslet's character, Rose, say the word Jack? Is it 30, 50, or 80? They say each other's names a lot. He says Rose constantly. Yeah, the scene where he's chained up and he's like, Rose, listen, Rose. You got to do this, Rose, Rose, Rose. Get the axe, Rose. Rose. Yeah. (laughs) We don't even know how much he said it while they were shagging. (laughs) Okay, Tofa, what were the options again? Sorry. 30, 50, or 80. Jeez. It's, I don't think it's thirty. It's got to be fifty or eighty. Uh, I'm I'm going. F- I'm going eighty. It's eighty. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Billy, yo, let's see how hard your question is. <laughs> how many smokestacks does the film show Titanic to have? Okay, so the smaller boat that comes to rescue them has one. I know that Titanic had at least two, but I don't remember if it had more than that. Oh, I thought this was a really easy one. Me too. I can I'm, see them in my mind's eye. I'm going to say three. Oh, it's four. I think it's four. Really? Yeah. Ooh, wow. So close. Oh. 
It was Mexico. So <laughs> <laughs> also, it's still it's still too soon to mention the smokestacks after old Fabrizio was fucking nailed by uh, one. Again, I think you mean Fabrizio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a flatbread. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Hannah, this time you do get a multiple choice. <laughs> okay. How many weeks was Titanic number one at the US box office? Was it 10, 15, or 20? 20. It was 15. Ooh. Damn it. Which is mighty impressive. It is. I believe Very it was actually in cinemas for something like 62 weeks or something. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy, wasn't it? It's yeah. fucking crazy. Over yeah. a year? Yeah. Samwise, back to you. Yes. Several scenes in Titanic bear a resemblance to a 1958 film centred around the Titanic. What is that film called? Shit. Um, I mean, there's an easy option at a guess if you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the boat that couldn't slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I've read about this in the trivia. Is it a night to remember? It is. It is. And yeah. I probably saw it in the nice. same trivia thing. Whoa. You did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Beth, back to you. Adjusting for inflation. Oh, fuck. What cost more, the Titanic or the film Titanic? God, that movie cost a fuck ton to make. Uh, I'm just going to go f- for the Titanic itself because it's a more fun answer if it's true. It's the film. Damn wow. it. The film cost wow. more than the ship. Well, that's why the boat That's sang. why it fucking sank. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting corners. Uh, okay, Billy. I thought, I thought your first one was easy and it wasn't. This one I think is hard, but maybe it's not. At what time did Titanic hit the iceberg? April 14th, 1912, I think it sank just after midnight and I know it took about two hours 40 to sink. So I'm going to say around 9.30pm. I like the working back and whatnot. It's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was 11.40pm. Hannah, back to you. This one starts with a fun fact that's not part of the question and that is that the release of Titanic was pushed back by the studio because they didn't want it to clash with... Air Force One. Oh, God. <laughs> that masterpiece. Get off my plane. <laughs> uh, so it was pushed back to December, where it opened the same weekend as what box office bomb starring Kevin Costner? Robin Hood? It is not Robin Hood. Is it The Postman? It is The Postman. Nice. Man. Which I've not seen. To be fair, I no was six years old. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, it was a piece of shit. Hannah, does the postman live on in the American psyche? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a real pulse on it, guys. <laughs> I mean, does Kevin Costner live on in the American psyche? Of course he does. Didn't you see Draft Day? Uh, Sam, James Horner, of course, did the score, The according to Billy, best ever score. Best ever. For this film. Um, which previous Cameron film did he score? Oh, it mentions nuclear weapons. Is my hint. <laughs> damn, I'm going to go with the abyss. It was aliens. Ah, oh, damn it! That was going to be my allergies. Oh, Beth, who has the first line of the film? Okay. Oh God, we watched it less than twelve hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Although that means that it started fifteen hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> is it? Oh, I'm just going to say Bill Paxton. Correct. Yes. Billy. Yo. Yours have been 
either hard or easy. I don't know. I don't know which way this one's going to go. How many rivets were used in the hull of the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> this is some bullshit. Perfect. Uh, okay, it's a big old ship. Do um, you or don't you love the movie? I'm going to say ten thousand rivets. Close. Three million. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't get that. <laughs> uh, okay, Hannah. Uh, another geography question, kind of. Nope. No. But no, it's it's in your wheelhouse. It's in your wheelhouse. What state is Jack from? Wisconsin. Correct. Yes, I got one. Chippewa Falls. Chippewa Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know what ice fishing is? Because I'll explain it to you if you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good question. <laughs> We're from Australia. We don't know what ice is. Um, <laughs> That's right, because soon neither will the world, because global warming ah, isn't real. Commentary, Billy. Yeah, I like it. political. Hey? <laughs> That's what you get from this show, guys. <laughs> uh, Sam, in what year is most of this film set? What, 1912? Correct. It wasn't a trick. I was just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so it's turned into more of a comprehension quiz. <laughs> That'll be enough from you, Billy. <laughs> uh, who are we up to? Beth? Yes. What are the instructions on the note that Jack passes Rose at dinner? Make it count, meet me at the clock. Oh, it's meet me at the stairs. Oh, shit. Is no, it, it definitely says clock. I think it is really? clock. It 100% says clock. Okay, well, again, the trivia thing I was reading off. Well, that thing lied, mate, because it for sure says clock. Yeah, well, sadly, Just here I've got clock. written stairs, no, so no, no, no points no, for no, that. Card no, no. says I've moops. lodged a formal complaint, and it has been yep. successful. Thank um, you, everyone. The match referee is Rules in my favour. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy, okay. Okay, enough of the silly stuff. All right. How many lamp bulbs were on Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. It's a big old ship. There were three million rivets. <laughs> I'm going to say there'd be at least a lamp bulb in each room. I know that there were 2,200 passengers on board. I'm going to say there were 7,000. There were 10,000. I was so Ooh, close. Oh, you were close. Mm. So close. That's that was a, the same guess for his rivets, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what I was thinking. I was like, if he just goes with the same response for everything. How many smokestacks? 10,000. <laughs> um, okay, Hannah, last question. Okay. True or false? There was room on the raft for Jack. <laughs> uh, according to you, true. Well, that's all that matters. According to me. <laughs> yeah, never mind. True. There you go. <laughs> One point, Hannah. <laughs> Sam, your last question. Yes. The name of which city is written beneath Titanic Liverpool. on the stern? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, God. That's a bloody stitch up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> it did not say Liverpool FC, though. It should have. It should have. <laughs> Beth, how many Oscar categories was Titanic nominated for that it did not win? Ah, oh, shit. Did it, did it win everything it was nominated for? I'm just going to say 11. Can I get... My memory is two. I think it was nominated for 13. It's nominated for 14. Dad. Okay. And we can scrub off Best Picture because Ally Confidential was that year as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy. All righty. Ready? <laughs> yep. You're going to like this one. How many fresh <laughs> eggs were in the ship's provisions? 
<laughs> so before or after when it's set off? When it's set off. Not how okay. many are still down in the Atlantic. Okay. Hey, there Billy, 2000- there's an old maritime law that there's one egg per rivet, so just <laughs> that mind, Okay. There were 2,200 people on board. I know this much. It crashed on its fourth day, and I think it was meant to go for six days. So six days times 2,200 people. Depends how many eggs they provisioned per person and also whether things like cakes and stuff were being cooked on board or whether they were pre-prepared. There's so many factors. Oh, I'm going to say 5,000. 40,000 eggs. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> they literally would have had an egg room. Your worst nightmare, Billy. 40,000 yeah. eggs. I hate eggs. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, well, thanks for playing, everyone. Spiritually, Billy, I think, yeah. you're the winner. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it the most. <laughs> Should we get to some final thoughts about this supposed masterpiece? Let's do it. This is a 10 out of 10 from me. And <laughs> Shock I'm, me. Shock me, Billy. I'm not joking. I genuinely think this is still one of the best movies ever made. And every time I watch it, I enjoy it just as much. I'll never get bored of this movie. It was actually a joy, bit of a joy watching it with Billy last night because he is genuinely affected and compelled by this movie. And at the end when they're sort of going back down and recreating it oh, and bringing it back to life before Rose sort of walks up the scene. stairs and weirdly then makes out with Jack while everyone claps. Uh, and you sort of, and, and you know, going along the outside corridor and it starts to sort of come back to life and come back to colour. Billy is so beautiful. He's just sitting there and he says, oh, just look at this fucking shit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just really beautiful to share the moment with you. I meant to ask Billy, you said, you mentioned, what your first cry point is, how many are there? Uh, 10,000. To- <laughs> <laughs> One for every egg on the Titanic. <laughs> uh, probably three to four, depending on the viewing. Uh, Jack dying, the the mother with the kids. Jack needlessly old- dying is sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Beth, what were you out of 10? Uh, I think I'm a seven. Uh, yeah, it, which Pretty is good. which is actually very high for me. Uh, I probably I was uh, moving between that and a six, but I think the production of it is still impressive. Would have gotten better points for having uh, any kind of redeemable dialogue, probably, um, <laughs> and might have might have gone for six if Billy wasn't in the room. But <laughs> I love him; he's my mate. I'm going a seven. Uh, Hannah, how are you scoring this? Uh, well, being the voice of the American psyche, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I still love this movie. I'm with Billy. I love it. I've never thought it was a bad film, even upon the rewatches. I think it's it holds its ground. The effects kind of have dwindled since then. The dialogue, yes, I definitely realized it was a little a little much, but I still feel like it's a fun watch. I could do without um, Bill Paxton and his <laughs> entire plot because I think it's useless, but I give this movie still a solid 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Sam. I'll be gentle just because of you, Billy. From a t- technical perspective, it's amazing, but from every other perspective, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you believed in love, though, Sam. Oh. <laughs> oh, I do, but just not between these two assholes. I'm going to give it five. <laughs> like, oh, maybe now, nah, just because you're here, Billy, I'm going to give it a six. It's, it's between I'll a five. On, yeah. Oh, I love you, Sam. Happy 100th. <laughs> So would you like a fan edit that started when the iceberg hit and cut out all of Jack and Rose and was just people scrambling to get on lifeboats? <laughs> yeah. Tofa's <laughs> nodding. 
remove all the Bill Paxton, remove old Rose, all that sort of stuff, and condense it down to about a two-hour movie, I think you'd you'd get a really phenomenal film. But yeah, so for me, this is a romance with, I mean, absolutely no emotion whatsoever. Um, followed by a pretty fun disaster film. Um, all in all, I'm a five out of ten. I think Titanic is fine. I don't get what so so many people get. I think it's okay. Well, that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's us. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam and Hannah and Beth. Thanks for having me on, man. This has been awesome. Tell us where we can find your show. Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Look outside your window and I'll probably be out there ranting movie opinions (laughs) that you don't need to know or or care for or asking questions about stuff that you don't really give a shit about. No, yeah, we're we're everywhere. Just If you can find the show, you can find us and- Yeah, the show's movie reviews and 20 cues. I'm sure these guys will put a link below. And yeah, cheers. Thanks, buddy. Hannah, what about yours? Yep, you can find us pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, but you can uh, follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Boozy Movies Pod. You can join our Facebook discussion group, Boozy Movies Drinking Buddies, where we post a lot of trailers and complain about them. (laughs) Um, And thanks for having me on. Congrats on 100 episodes. And I I need to come back over because I owe... Hannah a drink she bought me one and then I bailed it's true you guys the one time I met <clears throat> let me tell you this little ditty of an <laughs> this has been eating me up for months so Tofa comes over to America and I have like two hours with this guy and not only is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the big Star Wars place at Disneyland opening like a week after the fact he happens to have a cousin who gets him entry early. So, humble brag. Then I was like, well, let's catch a drink. So we go grab drinks. And this mofo <laughs> gets called to go into Galaxy's Edge, bounces, I pay the tab, and then he tells me how great Galaxy's Edge was. And that was the last time that I met him. And I'll never forget. Uh, yep. Never never forget, never forgive, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, we, we did have a good time. It was fun. If I'm ever traveling abroad and I'm in Australia, I may or may not message you guys. <laughs> I swear I'll, 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 swear I'll get you. the first drink. I'll shout you a drink, Hannah. Some, some of us in the family <laughs> grows, right? Thank you. All right. Billy, what are we going to do next week, buddy? Uh, staying on the topic of dreamy gentlemen, <laughs> we will be getting to... Ad Astra to look at Brad Pitt in space. I'd look at Brad Pitt anywhere personally. So in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Go watch a movie. Well, they're just too busy wanting to smash. They don't. They don't have time don't to say close smash. doors. <laughs> We've talked about this so many times. <laughs>